relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people and places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. They, they're. This was the first place in Texas I came to where they were like, they're like, yeah, we smoke weed here. I'm like, you shh, shh. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's cool. And then they pulled out actual weed, not like a brick. <laughs> where you're like, oh, cool, you got a headache. You gave me a headache. <laughs> but here in Austin, it's always been like, no, we can smoke here because of the capital. I don't know why you can. <laughs> there's it's a special never, dispensation or something like I that. I just think there's just enough lawyers that the cops are like, I don't know, they all, <laughs> I don't want to chance it here. So was, they just leave it everywhere. Or it's some white kid that's got, you know, like, I don't know who his dad is. <laughs> so it is still Texas. Like if you're not white, still be careful. Oh, see. <laughs> Smart. Get out of here. Just get, get, run. We are recording live. We're recording it. We're recording live in Austin at Moon Tower. It's the first. It's not the first live record because we do go to farms and stuff and record live. No. So it's not the first live ones. She's usually sheep and like, you know, the weed grower's weird cousin who's just staring at us being like, I got a gun just they, in case they ask the wrong question. There have been armed interviews. Yeah. And I didn't feel uncomfortable until just now. <laughs> that I think about that. I was like, oh yeah, that dude yeah. did have a gun. Yeah. yeah. The weirdest one was we were somewhere in, somewhere in Humboldt County, which is... That's all you can say. That's every address there. And, uh... We were interviewed. We're just in a field, and this lady who had she was either like she could have been forty-five or a hundred and ten. Do you know that kind of lady? Gloria. Sure, that might have been her name, but she wasn't part of the interview. But she would come in and then just drop in on the microphone and say the craziest shit you've ever heard and then pop back out so you couldn't ask her any questions. Just like stuff like, yeah, and then the helicopters came and then blah, 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 and then she'd leave and be like, hey, no, your stories are good. She was like a wandering grandmom in the background, you know, like cleaning out the cat, you know, bucket and everything, and then be like, yeah, and then this one time we robbed this dude and then walk away and it's like, what? Huh? Yeah. And that, yeah, it, it, that flower bed's got machine guns in it. And you're like, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. tell us more. <laughs> But do you guys hear that too? Okay. We should get this done. Well, what happens also on this podcast is I've learned that people in the cannabis community, they're farmers. And that's pretty much why I started it, um, this podcast, was because I met Mike, who grows some of the best cannabis I've ever smoked. And I don't say that because he still charges me for it. <laughs> You're not getting it for free. So, I um, don't say that lightly. But I started meeting all these people in the cannabis community, and I realized, like, they're just... I grew up on a cattle farm in East Tennessee, and I realized, like, these are just farmers. And if I can put a face on these farmers to, like, the public, it'll, it'll get rid of the stigma of cannabis faster than anything else. 
because grandmas and moms and everyone knows farmers and they're like oh that's who's been growing this and that's who we're putting a face on is like dudes like him who did do it illegally in you've been very open about very it. open about it <laughs> it does feel weird in texas being like yeah yeah but yeah yeah also yeah yeah it's very much so yeah, we're in Austin. We're kind of in Texas. <laughs> Texas adjacent. It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, don't go out. Don't go outside the walls, though. <laughs> it gets Texas real fast. Uh, this shirt. Mm -mm. Uh, you get pulled over just in certain places in Texas for where. Why are you wearing that shirt? Because it covers my body. <laughs> you going to jail with a smart mouth like that. <laughs> Those are real things that have happened to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but but so what also happens while we're booking this show is that they're cannabis farmers. So there's an element that they came from a lifestyle where you tell somebody you'd be somewhere but you you, at the last second, you don't show up there, you show up somewhere else. And that becomes a habit of theirs. And so they don't show up on time or they bounce the last second when you want to interview them, which is what happened today. And uh, the lady was like, oh, shit, can't make it. And I didn't ask her why. But she's like, ah, it's just, nah. She grows, you know, she's a CBD lady. She grows hemp for, I was like, I get it. She's like, we can Zoom anytime. I was like, that's kind of not what we're doing tonight. <laughs> so we're going to Zoom later. We'll talk to her. I hope she doesn't listen to this part of the thing. <laughs> but she did. I, yeah. But, yeah, they live a different lifestyle. So we're, we're very cagey. We don't like being nailed down because then you get arrested that way. I understand why. <laughs> That's okay. Um, see that guy? He's a fuzz. <laughs> He's like they don't they have any. Me. They don't have any on the table. <laughs> I thought he would have some on the table. We could arrest them, but they seem a little smarter than we thought. <laughs> Not that much. But so I called my buddy who has lived in Texas most of his life and who I've gotten cannabis from before when i've been here but he also he knows the ins and outs of the culture and the cannabis culture here which is interesting and it varies and he's also a very funny comedian you guys please welcome jay white cotton hey, you, did you bring a prop for this audio show i brought a atmosphere also, I thought we were going really deep into the drug trade, and I wanted to make sure I knew where the countries were. <laughs> I mean, Mexico, you know where that's at? Yeah, it's San Antonio. Right, it's about an hour away. <laughs> Man, that is my, that is what the, my open. I was like, hey, y'all, I was just in San Antonio. Pretty cool you gave that back to Mexico. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you just see most people get it, and then other people be like, wait, what happened? <laughs> On paper, it's ours, right? Yeah, no. not even, I don't think. <laughs> hey, before we get into it, can you tell me who canceled an hour ago before you called me? <laughs> I 
already talked. Did you know? Here, I was already outed. Like, I was already. I was trying to fix your audio. <laughs> it's it's her CBD. Is the CBD lady? Um, she owns. I won't say the company. <laughs> <laughs> that very unreliable person. No, who owns but it's, the a, it's a cool. I've interviewed them last year for another thing. They're very cool. It's what they're doing is very bold, and uh, especially in this state, because I we I, we went to another one, not that one. It was uh, another one. You and I went to another one. That it's one good. Time. We're vague as possible. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's only, like two, I there's only two you, brands. There's no one that you're talking about is going to go through your Patreon wall to listen to this. No, this is for you, motherfucker. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is for anyone. This is That's why I brought the fucking world. world. That's right, yes. Um, so, Jay, where did you grow up, like... I was a uh, fuck, man. This sucks. Uh, I was born in Austin. Fuck Woo. all of you. Uh, I am better than you. Uh, I think I have to say that legally. I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't believe it because I was raised in San Antonio, where we have values. So high. <laughs> what are those values? Getting high. Yeah. So, like, when were you? When did you first become aware of cannabis living in Texas? Uh, I would say probably when my dad was trying to buy it from my brother while he was in jail. Man, you can't. When you say sentences like that, they can't be that fast. <laughs> we gotta diagram that out. A yeah, that's bit. like a that. That was a word problem. Well, try, try, try living. I, I, no, thank you. So, the <laughs> how old were you? Uh, I mean, I grew up around, like, I feel like most of us that are attracted to this culture or this lifestyle or whatever the fuck this is. Uh, we all grew up under the same circumstances. Our parents had great taste of music and have fucked our lives. <laughs> <laughs> or like an uncle or somebody cool, like an aunt. That, yeah. Oh, that's, that's your it. own fucking story. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> unpack that shit. Man. I know. I, I, my parents, I still, I openly try to hand my dad joints all the time. He's like, it's not for me, man. It makes you lazy. And then he'll go sit and watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> I have a weird relationship with it because I, I don't really care about authority and or and I kind of resist it. So, and also I grew up kind of in a uh, fake libertarian household. Like it's one of those convenient libertarians where uh, as long as I can have it, it's great. And anybody else go fuck them. <laughs> American, uh, I think is the word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Status quo. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I remember, like, this is probably around the 90s and 80s. Uh, I just, it was always around my house. And uh, unfortunately, I don't like talking about it in this construct because I feel like the problem that drugs in general has is that the people fuck them up for the rest of us. That can mm-hmm. That's shit. anything, man. People yep. fuck up everything. Right, right. That's, that's the natural... Uh, anything cool, yeah. people are like, I got this. Yeah, right. <laughs> Again, your logic is absolutely sound and should have been decriminalizing this a long time ago, but for some reason, the answer of, yeah, that's everything, didn't seem to fucking cut it for us. <laughs> so the reality is, Balance. it sucks. Yeah, no, I'm fucking totally with you. I know, sure. but I also don't want any part of power. So, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, it's like, it, hey, everyone chill out. Like, no. Nah. I mean, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get there. I will say in the past, I remember uh, uh, when we called it kind. Ooh, <laughs> and, then they, and, and then they relabeled it, uh, like all entrepreneurs. Uh, so I remember dirt weed, and I remember my dad doing cocaine off my Nintendo. So that's huh. my experiences so, with it. 
So, okay. <laughs> no, I knew who I was. I who I booked last second. So, uh, don't think I didn't know what was coming in on this show. He is my pal. Um, so, I'm very nervous, by the way. So, when you did you view it as the same as cocaine, or you're like, hey, that. That's just for every day, and that's when Daddy's special. Like, like, like. I'm just curious. Like, there's no wrong answer. There's no judgment. I'm just like, that's fascinating. I, I wish. I wish I had a medical definition. Actually, I wish I ever saw a fucking doctor. Uh, I don't care. I've never given a shit. It's never been special to me because I grew up around it. Like drugs, all drugs. I mean, just acid and fucking weed and cocaine. And, all drugs, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> only the good ones. Uh, uh huh. Yeah. Up until '94, uh, that's polyethylene can. That's a huff, I learned huffing in the Dare program. I don't know how. To, <laughs> I think most of our drug problems come from our immaturity, from like Nixon's war on drugs, and you know, I mean, war on black people and hippies, uh, whatever you want to call it, but. Uh, in the 90s, when all the tech companies were starting and all the web pages and all the entrepreneurialism was coming out, it seemed like people were a little more looser about it, but the weed was like dirt and shit. And mm -hmm. So we stuck to mostly selling acid because you made a lot more money off the back end. You buy a sheet for 100 bucks, and then you'd uh, sell the tabs for 10, and you'd come out pretty well. This is Texas. Yeah. So, and this is... So when, how old were you when you smoked it for the first time? Oh shit, that's in the Because you skipped ahead like way fast. <laughs> no, no, like you, no. Well, what you did just then was you talked about your dad snorting it off a of Nintendo and then we went back to Nixon real fast and then we fast forwarded again to you selling sheets of ass. So, okay, first like of all, the, like no, no, hold the on. Bible, I feel like we skipped important parts. First of all, I'm pretty sure everyone fucking followed me on that logic just, on a pot podcast. I'm pretty sure I was nailing it and doing a goddamn good job. Yeah, that's just the Tuesday. But I do like your voice of reason. <laughs> For the three sober people that are going to listen to this. <laughs> the, the three Republicans who are people judging you. listen to this while they're growing weed. So they have to be somewhat together. <laughs> just watching it? Just, all right, fuck. I, uh, I, I, I didn't start smoking it until uh, I was... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't try it for real until I was 24. And my hmm. logic was... Because I generally... I'm not saying this like I'm trying to be the cool kid in eighth grade. Like, no oh, one thinks you're the cool kid in eighth grade. <laughs> I was the fucking coolest kid in eighth grade. <laughs> but you weren't in eighth grade then. <laughs> you were just the coolest kid at eighth grade. I, hmm. a, a, as a comic, I don't even want to step on the joke. Thank I think you. that's a really good joke. I appreciate that. I don't want to let Thank go you. of that. I was going to get mad. Like, I'm a big truth guy. Just fucking right. leave it. All right, fine. I fuck 13-year-olds. Don't judge. <laughs> I believe in legalized drugs and pedophilia. <laughs> I think we can all get behind. I can see Free why. the weed and let me fuck a 12-year-old just once. Just, no, no. <laughs> I can see where the parameters of a late-night set are tough for you. <laughs> well, here's it. Just take it. No, I didn't even hear it. I was trying to prepare what stupid shit I'm going to say next. I, to kind of explain this, it's uh, because it was growing up around me and like my dad would like give money to prostitutes to fuck them. Uh, and I wouldn't eat lunch that year. Uh, so my attitude about drugs in general was like, I should probably not be a fucking 
dipshit. I should probably handle my shit first. So when I was homeless, uh, fuck. All right. <laughs> so uh, I'm 18, 17. My dad uh, stole my college money and uh, bought me a grave. Uh, so I was homeless on this. You just get- move. All I respected about your future. it. Just thinking about your future. That's all it was. It sucks not having a place to stay, but a place to die. Uh, you so, can stay there. You own it. Yeah, I mean, like, like, you can put a tent up, just it would, be an, it would be an interesting negotiation, I think. It's in Montel, Texas. There's no bus route that goes there, and I'm not hitching a ride to my funeral. I like... I like I do like that you were like, I did think about, but like... I did. I needed a place to stay. Fuck. Like, logistically, it just didn't make sense at the time. I just didn't think I deserved it because I was homeless and I was playing guitar and I thought that was cliche enough. Mm-hmm. I genuinely feel this way. Like, uh, And if you didn't have a headstone yet, that's just super sad. You're just a guy with a guitar. No, the headstone was there. The end date was on it, too. I thought that was a little rude. That's thoughtful. <laughs> That's too thoughtful. I think that's super, like, hey, probably called it. get some shit done. <laughs> it's uh, just before, a roof before calling a shot, but it's down. <laughs> it's All just right. like... I, I just, I, I don't, I, these are my views. I don't project my views on anyone else. I, I'm not an academic, so I, I feel like you should be told that because, you know, you're dumb, you're the audience, you know? You just need to believe in things, and you don't want to think for yourselves. You want to parrot what sounds reasonable. Oh, you're not an academic. No! I just, well, like, they can't see me when they're listening to this, and they're farmers. They'll believe anything. <laughs> No, they won't. No. Like, except civil rights. <laughs> no, but so, anyway, this tangent started because I asked you when you <laughs> smoked weed for the first time. 24, and I earned it because I was no longer homeless and I was pretty badass on guitar. Okay. Nice. That's a round of applause right there. So, <laughs> man, I love your value system because... <laughs> You said you earned it. Oh, yeah. Is I had an apartment. You're like, one day I'm going to get good enough at guitar, I'm going to get to smoke some weed. Abso-fucking-lutely. Abso-fucking-lutely. Look, I, know, I, I love goals. They're I cut important. off the sleeves of my shirt so I'd lose weight. I know what you did. I didn't want to bring it up on the podcast, but you did. But that is... That's one way to do it. Well, you know, like uh, if you come from shit, and I, I come from absolute shit, I know what's underneath all this. Uh, you got to do the work to do something with your life, even though most of it's pointless. I don't it's still know. beholden to you to do something about it. And unfortunately with drugs, the baggage, I, I've always resented that people have made drugs their personality, and then people who can handle their shit have to deal with these fucking dipshits defining them it just convolutes the argument and, and creates a, these types of podcasts talking about shit that should have been fucking legalized decades ago. This is fucking insane that this is actually... I hope you're doing very well, but... Listen, we don't like why we have to do this. We just like doing it. I, I just... I, my personal feelings is, like, I don't judge people for what they do. I don't want to be judged for what I do. And when I say I need to earn it, it's very easy for an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old just obsessed with getting laid and, you know, being the cool guy that, you know, every 19, 20-year-old wants to be. 
Uh, when you, if you don't think Why you can Why were you getting good at guitar then? If well, you didn't want to be the cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can, I can tell you honestly, I played blues and funk. Nobody thought it was cool in 1997. <laughs> blues and funk? Nobody thought it was yeah, fucking cool in 1997. Yeah, the tried to fucking hate, everyone hated that shit. Yeah. Oh, you mean in 2001, 2002, nah. 2003, oh, that shit came out after 9-11. You're uh, talking to the guy that's Roots Brace that under, and fuck Jack White, like I'm jealous, but like, <laughs> you don't want to go down this door, you're not going to win. <laughs> I know my sh- I know my roots. Uh, the my, my attitude is is uh, uh, I, I didn't trust myself to be able to uh, uh, manage uh, drugs if I was living on the fucking street. It just seemed annoying. Like I was surrounded by that. I grew it up. It is a weird, that. like that's you're the opposite of most people. Drugs get them on the street, and then you were just already on the street, and you're like, ah, I'm already here. I'm not a win in Rome guy. <laughs> so drugs got you off the street? Uh, no, it, uh, <laughs> money did that. Uh, not a lot, but stop and go money. I, uh, the uh, uh, around that time, like uh, selling drugs got me off the street. Yeah. There, there we go. There we go. Uh, I job saw creation. But I didn't sell weed by itself. I baked it like a fucking adult. Uh, you I, baked it? Yeah, I would make a... a so you were baking... Where, where would you get enough to bake it? I would get mids from uh, an apartment complex gate. The guy wouldn't come out. He would leave it at the gate. And I would get... It was like about 60 bucks uh, for an ounce for mids at that <laughs> it's, time. It's Tulsa prices. And, uh, we'll get to that economy. Uh, fucking... Uh, and then I would like uh, I would spend three hours developing the oil and then I would uh, cut it into small pieces and sell about 60 pieces for five to ten bucks depending on the uh, how white the kid was. To be quite honest. <laughs> was it like a complexion? No, no, it's money. Okay. It's money white. Okay, like, white like, money. Like, Beautiful, pure white money that is destroying the lives of everyone. That's the best kind of take. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, so I did that for a while, but I didn't want to, you know, uh, be a drug dealer. I just wanted to do drugs. Uh, so I waited until quarantine and then spent every day uh, just uh, exploring how far I could take it. And holy shit. Uh, Take what? Uh, just the experience in general. Just like, uh, uh, because all these new strains were coming out. Like, I still remember dirt weed and mids and kind. So getting but that's the, not in, that's not around here at all anymore. Brings, which is my point, which is why I wanted to experiment and study how it was being sold and manufactured and produced. Because a lot of things are the same under a brand new name. And what I noticed out of the... Uh, is the entrepreneurialism like I, I'm saying this word and I hope I'm saying it right but I just fucking hate entrepreneurs and what I see with the legal weed argument is that a lot of us are accepting the free market business side because it, it convinces greedy Republicans to vote in our interests never mind the fact that they're already buying up the lands and preparing for this shit to happen to profit so they can lock it down and all our values get fucked at the end so yep. I don't know what I'm for right now. Like, uh, I, I, I watch, uh, I, I know the people that are for Where Texas Where we can fix and, that is at a local level, you fight for home grows and small farmers. That's how you fight that 
corporate part of it right because if they take that away it's not really legal they control the whole thing anymore right but that's that's who they're trying to fuck in california right now are these small farmers who can't afford to pay the taxes and they're doing it on purpose and they're doing an opposite thing a, a thing in oklahoma where they're just giving fucking everybody shit and then they're gonna let there's let the competition the small guys eat each other out and then when they federally legalize it they come in and but as long as we protect the small growers and the home grows they can't it's a plant they can't i i think you're a thousand percent correct and uh, should gonna, be applauded for that because bulldoze the corporate part anyway through that's gonna happen we have to accept that's the fucking country we live in but the way we combat it is not being like, stop it, don't do that. <laughs> Which is what we've been trying for 40 years, and guess what? They're like, sure, okay, yeah, we won't, okay. Uh, hey, it's gay month. Hey, gay people, uh, yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna pay you either. Uh, so that's how we actually combat it, is like, you grow it yourself, you send the seeds, and then that's, that's what we're trying to do yeah here. i love that we have to do that but that's but i don't believe that's going to happen based well, on the fact that you couldn't even get the lady to come here for a fucking interview in front of the audience that would want to hear it <laughs> seems to me it's not gonna fucking Dude, work out traffic man we had they five thirty in austin I, uh -uh. <laughs> Two dude, 2003, 2004, this, this was like one of the first, this is actually the reason why I got into comedy, it was like these three news stories, and one of them was that they collected 6,000 signatures to put legalized marijuana in the state of Texas legislator, the, the legislative state, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, a voter, fuck. I think this is uh, part of the problem, too. They collected... <laughs> Well, I, I'm also reciting something that I remember 20 years ago. Uh, uh, but we should still know what the legislation. Texas legislation. They they put they got they collected 6,000 signatures and uh, lost the fucking list. <laughs> so they didn't really do anything for the argument. That's some Jersey shit right there. If we're being honest, and we lost it, it fell off the back. No, of if the it truck. was Jersey, they would have smoked the list. <laughs> I no, mean, but no one's signing shit does anybody, in Jersey. Does anybody? I, I, I bring this up to a lot of my friends. Like, uh, I had friends that would like get involved in uh, the Bernie, and before that, uh, it was Ron Paul for a little bit. And before that, it was Kinky Friedman. Like, everyone's attached themselves and tried to get the weed market uh, a part of their uh, uh, strategy and political and all that. Do you remember when uh, Boehner was like fucking the country and blocking everything during Obama's years? Uh, something that I just remember this news thing and no one's ever talked about it since and it really fucks with me and I'm wondering if you know about this but the Speaker of the House Boehner leaves the Senate, just quits and then the next thing I know he's talking to businessmen and billionaires in Texas about the legalization of the market here and then I haven't heard anything about him since Oh really? I know what he's up to yeah. he's, on the, <laughs> he's on the board of a lot of cannabis companies and things like that Yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, on the forefront of legalization because he's bringing in the corporatization of it Right, so now I'm just suspicious that I, I don't think it's kind of, this might be he rude to say. He didn't go away. I, I think we... He stopped crying in public because now he's making mad, mad money. <laughs> no, he's making money again just on the other end. No. It's all the same. Real I mean, it, it, you know, just along with that, with Texas, like there, we just shared it on our thing, but like it was two years ago they were building like a 
two million dollar farm cannabis farm here with no plants in it or anything like that just investing in the infrastructure and most of the people that we talk to are like yep 2023 is when they're federally gonna legalize it and it's like okay all these people are already positioning themselves for it just to fuck over everybody to fuck over the people that they put in prison for all these years yep. the only way i think is the only way to really change it is to grow really good wheat because corporate assholes don't know how to grow good wheat. That is very true. I live in California. They don't. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I have to have it show up at my house from Oregon sometimes. How does that happen? That's Magic. weird. I believe in Jesus. <laughs> I, I think what you're describing is something that we experience here in Austin when we're looking at the difference between the, the big box chain stores and these boutique stores is that eventually the good weed will become kind of like Five Guys Burgers and Fries. It's the same shit as McDonald's. It's just uh, they took the, uh, the aesthetics of an indie alternative kind of thing and corporatized it. It's, no. Marketing's going to win regardless. No. That, in Austin? <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, it's, if we couldn't cool stop that. And they just removed any danger. We fall for that shit because we're, our values are kind of shit. And we, we have stuff to do in our own lives and bills to pay, and we're not the rich elite. So... The question I have is, we know the problems, we've always known the problems, but are we actually going to collectively figure out a way to do something about it? And I look around at every industry that I'm a part of, like uh, comedy festivals to fucking we, it's all the same shit. People with money are gonna control shit and the rest of it doesn't really fucking matter because the audience doesn't give a shit at the end of the day. I They'll take shitty weed but, uh, if they okay, can forget think, about their shitty life. I disagree with that. I think. Sure, there's always going to be what you describe basic people. Right. Sure, that's average. That's the reason the word fucking average exists. Is like that's what it is. Is that they and most people aren't ambitious. Most people want to go fucking get high. Go here. I don't want to get shot, so I'm going to go to the nicer place than the yeah. fucking. That's that's all. Just just because that's human nature. Right. But I don't think because that middle swath likes that that the other parts go away it just doesn't happen bonnaroo started because they corporatized so much and it's since came around to its corporate again but the fuck bonnaroo started with a bunch of hippie festival people being like we need another place field to go to in june <laughs> that's what and then there'll be another one do you know what I mean? Like people oh, dude, will go yeah. start a warehouse, and you know what I mean. And we're like, we dance in here because it's only six dollars and not ten dollars. <laughs> like that's. I, I don't. I'm not worried about that part. Like I think it, well, you just have to amplify what we're doing so people hear it. Like people, people aren't educated about cannabis because you couldn't talk about it for so long. Even the people, smart people, using it. So that's what this is for is to well, be like remove that stigma so you so your mom and your grandma and all these people can talk about it and be like well the corporate people are taking over and you're like sure but you can grow it next to your fucking tomatoes grandma right 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 I, no i'm a big uh, I, I, everything you're saying i'm absolutely on board for and i wish that happens uh, i'm only challenging it uh, for one for a good podcast because uh, I don't think the agree hour would be any fun. <laughs> uh, but also, these are legitimate questions I ask of myself. Like, I'm not, uh, when I said I'm not an academic, I meant to tell you guys that in the sense of this is me exploring it myself through you guys. Like, I think we're all trying to figure this shit out, but we already know what it is. But we're not going to actually address it because what you just said there was creating awareness. 
we're fucking aware of drugs. We're aware of a lot of things that we don't do anything about, and I think social media has already kind of taught us what we're willing to do, and it's not much. I don't, I mean, I think you keep equating cannabis to drugs, which is entirely misguided in itself, because it's not drugs. It's a totally, it can be used recreationally to get you stoned, but overall our bodies has so many different cannabinoid receptors and we're just now getting into research about like just what each of them can do medicinally for us like turn into drugs Med- medicine is- <laughs> it's not drugs it's a well, drug no it's, no, it's they, not it can be it can be turned into drugs it's but that's a, chemical i don't have a problem with drugs i'm pro drugs there's no <laughs> rhetoric or loaded weight behind the word drugs for me but i understand I, I appreciate you pointing that out because what you're, I think what you're saying and pointing out uh, that I'm not aware of because I don't live in the good world is that when I say the word drugs, you know that has a loaded weight to it that people are going to think, ah, oh, it's the same as pills and cocaine. and. Well, that's how you were referring to it. You were, refer- you were grouping those. Yeah, but I don't have a problem with pills together. or cocaine either. It's not my business. <laughs> but I'm telling you that it's not the same. No, it's definitely not the same. But uh, I also think alcohol is a drug. I think most things, I think bad relationships are a drug. I think most things are kind of a drug because if it's based on a dopamine. I mean, all right, you could be a lawyer about this, but I was trying to make a fucking I would love to be a lawyer. (laughs) So let me ask this question. (laughs) So you talk about Five Guys, you talk about all these other places. When you go out to eat, where are you going most times? Oh, I've been uh, eating the same uh, blueberry turkey spinach salad from H-E-B for two years uh, with honey pecans on it. I've been obsessed with honey pecans. Uh, I, I, and I, uh, I, I, I don't really go, uh, go out to eat. But so is that I a brought local my own place? Is that a corporate place? Was that that like? was a stopgap for uh, uh, kind of like an allegory for what kind of happened commercially. Once we got tired of shopping at the same fucking bullshit things, all the bullshit things decided, oh, let's just turn McDonald's. We'll make it a red brick building. It'll be beautiful. It's still fucking McDonald's. How much weed do you smoke currently? Uh, if I could answer that, I probably shouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, for the past two years, it's been nonstop. But I'm dating a girl with kids, so I kind of have to. <laughs> Very medicinal, huh? Well, it's, I mean, it's easier to talk to children. Can you tell the difference between the cannabis now? Where, like, you know, not, not to narc or anything no, like no, that. No, but no, like, too- how, how do you source good cannabis in Texas right now? All right. Uh, well, you know, the, the way we all do, a uh, friend of a friend uh, <laughs> or dad. You guys still have to meet a dude and do the thing, right? No, I, I got into comedy. That made it so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, why farm to table. People get in. Farm this. to table. They stay in the comedy because they're like, oh, drugs. I don't. I'm not an addict. Here. Here's what. Here's what I know because I, I, I talked to you a little bit about this, but like just like and again, anecdotal. But you know what I've noticed about some of the the weed strains that are coming in. Like I'm a big fan of trying out different strains and and, and understanding it uh, because I was debating getting into that business because you know comedy sucks. Uh, it's not fun. Uh, and I think we it's drugs fun. way more profitable. It just doesn't pay great. There's a reason why you're doing this podcast. 
the uh, the market. Uh, I, I was interested. I was like, okay, if the if the Republicans are going to do this shit, like, how can I do this ethically and have some integrity? And uh, I started researching strains where it coming from, and I noticed that, um, like, when I bought from uh, the local drug dealer to the Austin community here. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Zach. He's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, a, oh dude. A, a dude named Zach in Austin. Okay. <laughs> All right, fucking Zach Brooks. I'll name the names. I don't give a shit. That's great. I'll tell you where they go to secretly drink and judge people for not wearing masks while they don't wear masks. I have no fucking loyalties to these fucking losers who can't fucking do a fucking check drop. Don't even fucking bother. Uh, They got weird and personal. Yeah, everything's going to be weird and personal. I'm not an academic. Uh, The reason I, listen, like, uh, I think storage is an issue. Like, when you talk about the farmers and things, like, that does lean towards the libertarian argument of just let people grow shit, which I agree, but also, you know, I don't trust people. You guys are fucking terrible. You ruin everything. There should be some regulation, maybe, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't want these fucks regulating it. I don't trust them either. The the home grow stuff is not, you don't get to go sell it at Walmart when you, you, like, like your grandma's not gonna be like, well, I took these tomatoes I grew and I, I, I just stood in Walmart until someone bought them from me. Like that's not, like yet, like, like, yeah. But I mean, but that's not like here's, what here, I'm here's, talking here's, about. I think what I got really fucking about. sick because they didn't store their weed right, and I got a lot of fucking mildew and mold in my fucking lungs yeah. for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first time that happened to me, and. Uh, uh, so I was questioning their strains, and what I've, what I've learned and kind of recognized is, like, I don't trust the Oklahoma strains. Whatever shit they're coming out with in Oklahoma, like, I've gone through Oklahoma. I, I was, my buddy, this, is it. this season is about, this season we're doing right now is about Oklahoma and how wide fucking open it is. Yeah, it is. It is it, I was really excited when Oklahoma, like, because I couldn't drink a goddamn Bud Light Lime Stromberita because of the alcohol content, but for some reason now I can get weed there. Uh, so like <laughs> you go to Denver and everything is you know structuralized it's beautiful it's scummy but I get it it feels good it feels more natural or, or to the culture in Oklahoma since there wasn't really a culture there it's just it feels like San Antonio in the 80s it's <laughs> dingy it's dirty there's you can get a tattoo of an Indian fighting a dragon, uh, which sounds cool, but it's hepatitis for sure. <laughs> Everything looks fucking for? run down in pawn stores, like. And when I see that, that's the corporatism that I'm looking at. Like that's what they're fucking aiming for. And I kind of and the weed that we're getting out of it. I, I've been I've been burned myself, so like this is my own personal prejudice. But I've noticed that a lot of people and a lot of my friends are talking about the Oklahoma strains being very suspect and super cheaper and easier to get, but I noticed that some of the California strains and uh, the Oregon strains that you've hit me to a couple of times did the job great. Hmm. I, so I would like to speak to yeah, that. I knew he was, I was... And like, so, so for me, like mold and other issues like that and people, it's normally people just coming in to make money in this. And that's honestly what it is. And like I had a talk with a guy who runs a bunch of MSOs, which are multi-state operators, which they're like, okay, we're going to rinse and repeat this in every single state that's legalized. And here's the SOPs. Here's how you grow them. And I was talking to him, and he told me that most of his head growers won't smoke the weed that they grow at the facilities 
because it's so shitty. It's just mids and it's just high productions. That's the corporatization of it. And honestly, I chalk that up to fucking Dateline. I chalk that up to all these assholes being like, ooh, cannabis is the new cool thing. This is where you're gonna make billions of dollars, Chad, come on in. So as long as it's gonna take Dateline's some time. Dateline's about like, like a dude killing his wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did the cannabis thing. <laughs> he was wife. high at the time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It was drugs. That's why. It was drugs. Uh, everything. But once we get rid of those people, and yeah, I feel here's like where you lo- here's where you lose me, man. Because uh, <laughs> everything you just said can be equated to a lot of different industries, you mm-hmm. know? and uh, it seems to be that the same shit happens over and over again uh, until we address our own greed personally and have our own fucking value system. How can we expect anything to actually not be the same cycle of? This is shit. We need to get more uh, organic and more separated out. And then those same fucking entrepreneurs and bloodsuckers go, ah, that's the new way. We're going to set up our boutiques, even though it's the same fucking hedge fund corporate shit. (laughs) Well, it starts out as boutique and then it evolves into the fucking greed thing that we've not been able to address as a species. Well, and that, if we really want to go down this rabbit hole, that comes because there's way too many fucking human beings and to do so much of a delicate process to make sure that every single thing is good. Not we need everything less, We need way less people, though, in order to do that. The amount of effort and time that goes in to grow a quality pound of weed, you know, with no mold and stuff like that, that's very labor-intensive for the amount of people smoking weed. Let, let me ask a question for the audience on this one. Uh, genuinely speaking, because, like, I think we're all saying kind of the same thing in different perspectives. That it, mm. All of them are truths depending on the situation. But at the end of the day, you know what's going to win is the money. It's always going to be the money. You want it yourself. We, we have this thing inside us, and we can't uh, address it responsibly because we don't want to. I disagree with that. I think that there are. that's why there are different communities. I think that's why communities exist. I think that there are bigger ways that things work because of that but i do think that there are if you deal with your community on there's why credit unions work a certain way instead of banks like it's all that there there are different systems that you can work it and what it is is a fight between those systems and i don't know if you study if you want to get super deep on it but there's a goddamn pendulum swing back and fucking forth and that's how history actually works because human beings are still the same as they always fucking were well man i I would i would go with you on your community argument if i didn't get fucked by a credit union myself And and I to just, and to your and to your argument the, on the community, the responsible here was handling his bank finances correct. <laughs> if you sell drugs, you got to handle your shit correct. Uh, but also, you're very correct. Uh, that's how my dad stole my college money. He, he was on my fucking account. Uh, truth be told, uh, when you say community. Uh, you, I have to take you out of it because I, I view you as a self-evolved person who thinks for themselves and considers a bunch of things. I trust you implicitly when uh, you talk you about shit. Wife. <laughs> Nor, oh, well, <laughs> let's not go down that fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> I've, got, I've gotten your texts. Uh, the, uh, the, the thing I want to say is, to your thing on community, it, it's one thing to tell an audience of people here, hey, have faith in the community. We're a community of people in this room right now. But look at what this 
culture and country is evolving to in the 21st century is we are doing everything we can to reward the individual and make you feel more and more isolated in a fucking city of millions of people. Like all across this country, we feel more and more alone, isolated, online, locked in our phones. We talk like we're not. We pretend like we're not obsessed with it. But they have found a way through commercialism, corporatism, whatever you want to say, entrepreneurialism spirit. They work on our greed. We don't actually do well when it comes to community and collaboration because there's not a lot of money in that anymore. And we're kind of see past it. And every time we get fucked, it's by someone going, well, let's just work as a community, like a fucking credit union, and then they fucking take the money, fuck you out of the interest, start throwing fucking bait. I'm sorry, it's, I just can't believe in community if at the end of the day, there's too many people and they fucking suck. That is true. But it depends what It's a catch-22. I think you might need Hold to on. eat another type of meal. <laughs> I get all the basic groups. There's corn, fucking blueberries. Well, we saw that in Humboldt, though. And Humboldt, you know, luckily there's not a lot of people, and they're all trying to survive on each other. And, like, you know, those cannabis farmers have been there for fucking ever. And every time the cops come by and somebody gets jacked by the police, they all rely upon each other as a community. Like, Yeah, I, I remember when uh, in Nevada those militia dudes fucking <laughs> surrounded the government agents... 300 of them have guns, and not one of them went to fucking jail. So I don't believe in any of this. Uh, I want to, but it's the same conversations over and over again. And I know it's not fun. I apologize <laughs> for ruining the game between the left-right paradigm that everything falls into the duality of our brains. But I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a different person. I'm outside. I've never had a fucking community. I've always wanted one but I didn't learn how to connect those things. So I'm always gonna be on this outside thing. Even you, I, I love you dearly, but I know when you bring me on, it's like, well, fuck, go do your thing. And I'm like, I don't know what my thing is, and then I'm here doing it, and I, I, I'm conscious of it, and I'm like, ah, fuck, am I doing it again? Am I just making shit here? <laughs> ah, fuck, it sucks. What a shitty way to live, and that's why I get high all the fucking time. <laughs> It's personal, it's just that I don't care if anybody else does it, it's their fucking business, but I know I'm alone, I'll do it everywhere, I'll do it in front of a cop, fuck you, I don't, I'm beautiful, try to throw me in jail. So Jay Whitecotton, everybody. <laughs> so you're looking to get into cannabis, and you're saying no just because of that, or you don't want to be the change you want to see in the world to be hokey? Well, if you can tell me who exactly said that. <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi? Nope. That's who got famous for it, at least. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how many things get famous that are wrong. But who... Okay, I can argue at this point. It's almost it's like, like people accept anything. Like, like, hey, they did something good, but for the wrong reason. Who gives a fuck? I give something a fuck. good happened. No, no, because it's not something. good if it becomes really fucking bad after the fact. We get so distracted... If, if we have to align ourselves with conservative Republicans that threw black people in jail while fucking rich white kids are dancing on hashtags on fucking Instagram, throwing weed out, I'm sorry, fuck off. This is a shitty I culture. I, I'll say this, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about a lot of the time. Okay, well, uh, the war on drugs started with Nixon, and it was a good way to target the black community, so a lot of black people are in jail for weed offenses, because especially in the state of Texas, they made a section one drug. The way you put it together doesn't, a lot of times, 
it jumps from things so it's hard to take whatever you're saying okay, yeah. and then going from somewhere else hold on is that true very, very i don't know how to talk i'm trying to <laughs> i really don't know how to communicate well, well ultimately i think it's the same thing that just happened here you just corrected me for getting the wrong person for the comment, and you didn't even take the chance to tell me who it actually was. You oh, just I don't know. How, I don't think you anyone just knows. To point out how it was bad. No, I didn't say it was bad. I said you were wrong. And maybe it's well, important to question why we just say everything we fucking say. Well, why, why do you we, think the way you think is a very important question that no one asks anymore? But why don't we, we just accept shit and parrot it. The next step after that, finish off the high five. If I knew, all I know is that nobody actually knows. It's one of those quotes that actually people go, we're not exactly sure who fucking said it. Yeah. So we just say this thing. We don't know who the fuck said it. It could have been a pedophile. We don't fucking know. <laughs> if it was Gandhi, for sure a pedophile. For sure. For sure. I do think you do need to stop smoking that up week. <laughs> Guys, that's all the time we have for this episode of Ground Local. If you want more information on Jay White Cotton, just holler in the back alley. He'll show up. You got to say, say it three times. You got to say it three times. Just say something you believe in. He'll so. come and tell you why you're wrong for it. You just, I will absolutely tell you all why you're wrong, and I'll have nothing after that because I don't fucking know. But he is really good at guitar, but not to be cool about it. He's not doing cool shit. The cool guys guitar. on guitar have girlfriends that pay for them and take care of them because they can't fucking play. Well, I never had I that luxury. You're doing it wrong then. I want to be good. I don't give a fuck about fame and fortune. I'm on this. This is my Moon Tower show. They booked it. They suck at booking. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're so just getting money from us. And uh, uh, they told. They, here's the funny. If you were, if it, Billy got a different. Really? This is the shit I want public. Uh,